0: Here, and right now, you're listening to the Matt
1: Madness Podcast. Uh, uh. They
2: talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness. Talking all with this madness Hello everybody and welcome back to the Matt Madness Wrestling Podcast I am your host, Ron Pashery With me this week are my good friends, Ek 2 fly Eric Trembicki I'm back <laughs> And Mr. Wednesday Night Live, we call him ALO. the ladies call him Balo. Aaron Lloyd The love doctor's here <laughs> Yes, it is Valentine's Day as we are recording <laughs> special this Special edition Yes, yeah, special Valentine's Day edition
1: Rumor has it this is going to be a lovely episode <laughs>
2: I, I think it will be nothing um, better to
0: get your lady in the mood than our seductive voice. <laughs> yeah.
2: mm. What did we used to always say at the beginning of the show? The uh, the smooth something tones of your of your voice. Yes, I don't remember the, what it was.
0: The smooth the smooth. I think I think it was it a was smooth seduction or a smooth sounding voice of Aaron. Something smooth like sounding. The smooth, smooth styling. I think Lord, it was <laughs>
2: Aaron Lloyd. <laughs> now <laughs> Might it have been before you were a yeah. it, it
1: is Valentine's Day evening and. Mm. Um, majority of you listeners uh, or maybe if you're a commuter to work you may be listening to this Thursday morning Thursday evening now you may want to hit pause and if you're celebrating your Valentine's Day or in the weekend maybe listen to this on your way out to you know your date <laughs> your movie your dinner and, you know, we'll set the mood for you guys.
2: I think that's a it's a good idea. I feel like maybe we should have planned this ahead and done, like, a full-fledged <laughs> Valentine's Day edition. Well, if Prep was here, he would have, <laughs> he would have Valentine's Day promos. You're right. Okay, ne- next year we I, will do a very special Valentine's if Day. If Prep
1: was here... Uh, Mike Canales' theme music would be playing in the background (laughs) the whole time.
2: You're right. Yeah, just like softly uh, (laughs)
1: underneath. It would be be just as soft, if not softer, than that static we had on the mics earlier.
2: Yeah, which thankfully, as far as I know at the moment, you guys do not have to hear. Uh, So before we jump into the show, uh, listen to Falls Count Anywhere with Russ and Matt. They just did their second episode, uh, The Perfect Edge with Donovan. The new rendition of Falls Count Anywhere. Yes, Uh, I believe they titled it New Beginnings. This most recent episode, episode 39. I for do them. believe so. Last uh, week was Redesign, Rebuild, Reclaim. Yeah. <laughs> or m- multiple weeks ago. Yes. Whichever their last episode was. Two weeks ago. Uh, listen, go back into the archives, listen to our old throwback madnesses and unsanctions. Uh, on iTunes, subscribe, five star ratings and reviews. Go on YouTube, check out Elroy Prepson. Uh, you get all of our, what do we have, five mm-hmm. vlogs up right now. Very fun, entertaining content. And Alo, would you like to uh, move some merch before we get started?
0: Yes, ladies, if you want your man to embrace you in this Valentine's Day, head over to whatamaneuver.net so he can embrace the madness and <laughs> have a Matt Madness T hoodie. Or if you're lucky, in about nine months, onesies. <laughs> <laughs> or you can head over to ColinUpWorld.com, use a promo code Matt Madness.
2: Yeah, nine months from whenever <laughs> you've listened to this episode, <laughs> you may need a onesie. <laughs> um, so. Might as well just kick it off with Raw. I'm going to be honest. I don't have – I don't think a ton of opinions this week.
1: I'm going to derail the segment real quick. I'm going to go in a quick – I think forty-five second rant. Okay, I obviously wasn't here to pass two weeks, so I do just want to state my opinion on uh, the Rumble weekend. Rumble weekend was awesome. House of Hardcore, great NXT, amazing five stars. Uh, the Rumble showstopper, Raw was decent. I watched that the comf- from the comfort of my home. Mm-hmm. It was the first day and um, four nights that I. Wasn't there live? And then I returned for SmackDown, which I didn't stay for the full thing, because I brought with two babies. Young, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> with two young children with me, we left during the main event. Uh, so I got to miss watching the, the new 205 live. Live Um, (laughs) But aside from that Great weekend Uh, I was bone sober When I was live In attendance for the Rumble So I'm very biased And remember Everything perfectly (laughs) It was a great 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 show Top to bottom Um, That's all I got Really about to say About that And I mean I think Raw and SmackDown Have both fallen flat Since uh, Enough about Rumble weekend, let's get to this week, guys. It was a great weekend. I
0: had no idea you were sober during the Rumble. Uh,
1: we all know that. Again, this week. <laughs> we all we all know that. Um, glad, you, glad to have your voice back. <laughs> oh, man.
2: I wasn't back till like, Wednesday night. You got it back just in time for this show. Well, I mean, to Wednesday night of the week out. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Um, yeah, I don't have a ton of opinions. I had to kind of jam everything in because I was at the Sixers game on Monday night. Um, I had won some tickets. Like three rows behind the announce table. Oh. I
1: wish I said it of... quicker, but my voice was like Aaron's during the Super Bowl. <laughs>
2: it's Ooh. not the
1: worst way for your voice to be. Oh, my gosh. He's, he, when he was sending the eight-second clips, I was like, is that my voice? Am I, am I doing audio over this?
2: <laughs> I went viral, by the way. Yeah, he did. Um, what was the Eagles thing? The Eagles Nation, I believe. Eagles Nation, okay. Um, I, I thought you went viral because you were on my IG story But whatever <laughs> Yeah, I went to the Sixers game Monday night Had the best seats I've ever had Kind of threw my whole schedule off And I kind of had to just jam everything in So I don't think I, th- I really processed everything As much as I normally do But uh, like one thing I want to point out right from the beginning At one point on Raw Michael Cole made the, the comment We are on the road to Wrestlemania Can you feel it? And <laughs> am I alone in that It doesn't feel like it? Because I don't feel like we're on the road to WrestleMania. I just feel like stuff is just happening. Nothing really important is going on. Am I alone in that, or do you guys agree?
0: I see your point, because I was going to bring this up a little bit later. It's not quite a bad thing, but usually, by by around this time, we know what the landscape of WrestleMania is going to be. But this year, it's not like that. Due to injuries, because especially with, with the Seth Rollins stuff, mm-hmm. he's, we thought, well, I assumed that he was facing Dean Ambrose, and Dean Ambrose was going on turn heel, but then right. he was supposed to face Jason Jordan, but Jason Jordan got hurt. So now Seth's up in the air. like, okay, what are you going to do now? The only thing that's probably set in stone is the whole Roman and um, Brock thing and Shinsuke and AJ. Then the, you yeah, got Dolph coming back. And we don't know what the hell's going on with him. They kept saying he's going to get this big push. So a lot of stuff's up in the air for the first time in a long time. Oh, my favorite thing. We haven't <laughs> seen Triple
2: H on TV yet. On t- we have not yet.
0: We'll get to that by next Sunday. I (laughs) I guarantee you that. But I see your point with that.
2: Yeah. Do you, do you feel like we're heading to WrestleMania? Does it feel like we're the only reason, only reason it feels that way is because
1: we are going and that's something we're constantly talking about. And I'm hearing about my schedule being different in a month and a half at work. So I'm, I'm hearing that. And I know that that's why, uh, I will say that a few weeks prior to Rumble and certain things going on in WWE draining me, I was almost looking forward to Mania because I'm like, let me down. Because I'm, I'm going, I need to go on like a few week hiatus from the E because the yeah. E is draining me. Mm-hmm. And then the Rumble, they delivered. And then they delivered again on Raw and then SmackDown fell flat. And then it fell flat again. And then here we are, Valentine's Day week. And it fell flat more, and yeah. it's just one of those things. You know, there, there's certain things that, like, again, I mean, we never thought, I don't want to say never thought, but we definitely weren't saying it last week, I mean, or last year. Last year, Raw was not sufficiently better than SmackDown. Right now, every week, I watch Raw. If I'm not enjoying the whole thing, I get more enjoyment out of it than I definitely get on the Tuesday night. Do and I that's feel it?
2: not saying Raw is good. That's unfortunately saying SmackDown's bad.
1: Yeah. I've enjoyed Raw the last so, few. So weeks. I mean, I guess I'll say this is my answer. I don't. Do I feel I'm on the road to WrestleMania? Yes, because I know it's coming. But am I excited about it? Like, can you feel it? Do I feel it? Like chills and excitement?
2: Not when I'm watching the product. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, so Elimination Chamber is setting the number one contender for the Raw. Championship match for the the Universal Championship. Going into Raw, we had who was it in in the match? Cena, Miz, Roman, uh, who else was in it? Braun, Elias, and then they were having this last chance second chance match to to decide the the last guy. Uh, we had Cena and Miz, who I thought did a great promo together. <laughs> they had a match to decide who was going to be the first one in the match. Obviously, John Cena wins, and Miz becomes the first entrant into the Elimination Chamber. Um, Did you guys enjoy this segment? I enjoyed it. I actually got, like—and we know—we
1: all kind of know I don't like the Miz, right? Does everyone know that? I think it's been clear. made clear, yeah. It's played out to Aaron, (laughs) but um, the one thing that kind of, like, made it too obvious— Angle comes out, and when he mentions, like, yeah, the match is going to happen, and the stipulation, and he botched his promo, like, twice (laughs) (laughs) Am I the only one thinking, like, he's getting worse every week? Angle? Yeah, I mean... That's in my notes. He
2: had a rough night.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and 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 I don't mean it in the fact, like, where we thought, like, Mick Foley was, like, overly saturated as a GM. He's just, like, his mic work is just rougher week in and week out. But the whole thing I was kind of hoping, like... I was hoping Angle wasn't just going to say, yes, this match is going to happen. Like, I wanted him to up the ante. Like, if anything, oh, cool. that's Like, I like that they're, you know, they had a match last week for the winner goes in last for the chamber. This week they're saying who's going to go in first. Well, I, I wanted him to, yes, this is going to happen, but the IC titles are on the line. And when they skip over that obvious option for, the, for it, I knew right away, I was like, okay, Lucina's going to win. Because if they added the title on the line, at least you could think, well, one, it's a title that saluted Cena all his, his whole entire career, and then, you know, if they're not going to add that on there because it's not going to be defended in eight days at um, the Chamber match, right. or the Chamber show, you know, oh, okay, Cena's got this in the bag. Miz will start first.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Alo, your thoughts on the promo and the match?
0: Yeah, I was just waiting for the FIFA Intercontinental title. I was <laughs> waiting for that. I would have loved to have seen him win. That even though I love the Miz, I would have I would have loved it more if Cena yeah. actually won the IC title. Cause like Eric said, it has eluded him. But I I enjoyed every second of this. Cause I love the Miz taking bashes at John Cena about WrestleMania um, 27, 27. Seven. Yeah, when they when he beat him in the main event. I loved the I loved him bashing him with that. And I loved when Miz was like like. <laughs> That was three. That was three. That was three. Yeah. yeah. I, like trying to take advantage of seeing right away. Immediately. Immediately. <laughs> like, wait, like, because like, of Mr. Rod got ejected from the match. I thought the match was really fun and I I think there's nobody better to enter the match first than the Miz.
2: I agree. Um, I thought it was a great segment. Obviously, these guys I think work really well together. I think they're such like opposites. And like you said, like Miz has something he could always hold over him. Like when he says it wouldn't be the first time I outsmarted somebody in the main event of WrestleMania. Um, So yeah, Miz enters first, and then we got another twist on this match. While Angle was struggling through his segment, (laughs) Seth Rollins comes down, expresses some sympathy for Jason Jordan because he's like, I've been through this too. I've had WrestleMania taken away from me. I used to be the man around here, and now I don't even have a match at the next pay-per-view. And... He says, how about we make this a fatal five-way? Kurt lets the the fans, quote-unquote, decide, and Seth gets thrown in to this fatal four-way. And somehow it was a really good match, I thought. Leave it to Bray Wyatt (laughs) (laughs) to lose to two guys in one match. Was there anybody? Is there anybody else who would have pulled that off in this day and age? He loses to two guys in one match. That's how much he loses. I popped huge for that. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it was. It's almost like I know they didn't do it on purpose, but it's almost like somebody knew what they were doing. Having
1: having to be honest, I didn't even
2: think of it. But (laughs) I because it's just it's just not surprising. Yeah, I thought that was funny Um, because
0: I thought Apollos was taking the fall, no doubt. But then I was like, oh, my God, this is this is great.
2: Yeah, I thought it was a good match. I thought it was a good ending. The one nitpick I have is, like, if you go off the air with the confusion of, like, we don't know what's going to happen, why settle it on WWE.com? Why not wait a week and give people a reason to come back the next week? Or And that's
1: exactly, like, I I actually got annoyed. I almost liked the result, and I think, like, I didn't see it on the net or, like, dot .com right away. Like, bully ray was joking about it and teasing it on on twitter like an hour later like oh okay end the show with confusion uh i guess that'll make people watch next week no actually just go online yeah like they they had a rare cliffhanger on raw and how often does that happen i actually got annoyed because i'm like i like the result they went with again but i was like Man, you know what? This is there's the main event next week. It's going to be Balor versus Rollins. The winners in the match, and then the way they're actually going, it shakes it up. There's like, I guess, four different ways they can play this out, and I think like two ways I like and two ways I'm like, uh, eh, it'll be bad.
2: Yeah, I I don't know the reason to have a seven man elimination chamber match. I'm not a big fan of the multi man match. Let seven people. But what were you gonna say, Hilo?
0: Yeah, because. With the whole cliffhanger thing, but that was kind of like that was a whole different something that you didn't expect. You didn't expect them to name a seven man elimination chamber match. You expect them to. This this is like the thing, the mindset of it is. So basically. There's a cliffhanger for Raw, and then next week on Raw, they're just gonna tell you, oh, Seth Rollins is gonna face Finn Balor, and the winner is the sixth man. Th- like, that's the most simplest thing in the world, but I did like what they actually did. But you could do that on Monday Monday t- next week on Raw, too. I-, right. I agree with that, too. But this is a whole different dynamic. I- I'm sh- I'm, get- I'm assuming it's gonna be three people
1: starting the match. That's what I would figure, because, like, I figured that a way yeah, they're they not cook- adding a new pod. Yeah, because the well, women
0: have a match later in the night, too.
1: What I could see them doing as an alternative is you get the four people in the pods the fifth person comes out and then the sixth person come out they're in they're in there ring the bell the match starts when they do the first countdown instead of opening a pod someone comes down from the stage, or someone comes you know walks the stage they open the gate they come in boom there's a third person and then the fourth person will come out of the first opening pod and then so forth
2: yeah, it's one way they could do it. I I feel like they're just going to have three people in there. But, I mean, we'll see. we got two weeks to find out, a week from Sunday. Yeah, right? I
0: think the match will be really good, it, even it, though it's a cluster. I do think it will be really good because everybody I, in there can go. Mm-hmm.
1: Aaron's got a great point there, and not just that. I think I think this is something we spoke about last year, but I don't really feel like it lived up to the expectation. I mean, I'm not saying it was a terrible match, but I remember like us discussing, like, There hasn't been a lot of good chamber matches. Like The first one's the best one still to this day, and the second one is, I would argue that the second one was the next best one, and then none of them has really hit on all cylinders since. So what I was thinking, either way it could be good. The smart way I think they're going to play it out, or should play it out, Balor is winning a second chance opportunity. Rollins randomly gets thrown in it. The first three should be those two in the Miz. At least that's my thought process. Mm-hmm. That'd be a smart way to do it. Again, of course, I'm, you know we're only talking about too much detail, yeah. Sure logic match. and th- yeah, things like that. Yeah,
0: that, that's what I would assume too.
2: Yeah, like I, what I was hoping they would do is have, like, make a big deal out of it for the next week, and then have Kurt come out and address it at the beginning of Raw next Monday. But. Obviously, that didn't happen. We found out after the show was over what they had decided. Uh, Roman and Sheamus, did anybody else think that was a really good Raw match?
0: I thought it was good, but those matches between those two, sort of to get overlooked now because we've seen it so many times mm-hmm. in the past two years. Spot on.
2: That spot with the Superman punch yeah. countered into the white noise was mm-hmm. an awesome spot in that match. Uh, I enjoyed it.
1: Um the problem with like these repetitious matches that we've seen too much and I know me as like a fan that appreciates in-ring work like especially when it's just orn That's why like I asked the question almost a year ago like am I the only one that like doesn't care when they put like a raw smackdown main event like am I like am I wrong for not caring but you put a Roman and Bre- Roman and Bray could have the best match of their life next week on Raw And so many people aren't going to notice because who cares? How many times have you seen that match in the
2: last three years? Yeah, well, that's one of the problems they have now is filling so much time. There's not much that you haven't already seen at least a couple times already. Now,
1: and this is something I don't know if we've ever gotten into, but, I mean, when you kind of look back, and I'm not trying to say, oh, it was better then, but I just feel like this is something they should be doing. Like, you're putting Roman against Sheamus former WWE champion last week it was Roman against Bray uh former WWE champion why not put whether it's Roman a top babyface or if it's Bray or Sheamus a top heel why not put them against someone on the the lower end why not put them against Apollo or why not put them against a half of a tag team somebody that's usually going to job out put put Gold Dust against uh Sheamus put Gold Dust against Strowman. I, I know Strowman's been in those pictures, mm-hmm. but like do the matches that you're not gonna see on pay per view. Don't give us a match eight times throughout the year on Raw and then think in December, okay, we're gonna do the same match you've seen on free T V eight times and right. people are gonna care about it now.
2: Yeah, I I mean and they unfortunately do that an awful lot. Um so I do agree with that point. Like I can enjoy those matches if it's the right one or two guys. But yeah, like the general fan is
1: you'll you'll love this comparison. But it, I think like and you think of I'll say this is towards the end of SmackDown being hot, but you look at it like even though you knew AJ Styles was going to win, when AJ Styles was the WWE champion and he was facing James Ellsworth, it was something to watch and care about because one You know he's going to win. You know he's going to wrestle circles around him. And even if he would lose, you're not going to see it on a pay-per-view. You did see that match three times or more, but it was never on a pay-per-view.
2: Right. And to me, that was always more about the angle than it was about the matches. So, And the angle was good because it involved Dean, AJ, and Ellsworth. And Ellsworth, of course, adds like the comedic factor. Ambrose, I mean, added to the comedic factor on that as well, and AJ is arguably the best worker in the business still, and a lot of people didn't like it when it was happening. A lot of people did not like that it went on as long as it did, but to me, it was always more about the angle than the matches themselves.
1: I'll look at it this way. Viewers and people associated with this podcast... When we're watching, when we're watching something, and I know even myself, if if by the time it happened for the third time, if I was complaining, it at least was not a segment on SmackDown that I was fast forwarding through mm-hmm. because it wasn't something we were going to keep seeing. Where if it's a match you're going to keep seeing, it, you're going to fast forward through it. So, or not pay any attention. You'll be on your phone. You'll be texting. You'll be on social media. Where I feel like, and I know this would be mixing stuff up too much, but if they yank someone out from. Like Not developmental talent, not like a, a jobber or an enhancement talent, but if you grab someone out of NXT and put them on Raw against someone that's going to go over, or you grab someone from the UK division, which isn't really a division, or if you grab someone from 205, at least you're going to put on a match that somebody hasn't seen.
2: Right, and they, they do need to try to find
1: better ways to do that. At, right now, it's just got me dying for the shakeup.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I guess it's we're a couple well, hopefully months that away. One, hopefully that one will succeed. Yeah, we're a couple months away. Uh, Elias and Braun. Ugh. So this is the question I have to you. You guys know I love silly more than anybody. Should Braun be doing silly? Was this good silly or was this bad silly? It was good silly. I, I'm torn. I'm torn.
1: I loved it. It was funny. The minute the audio came on and said, ladies and gentlemen, Braun Strowman, I was like, Oh my gosh, he's about to do something hilarious. I don't think he should be in that spot. It fit though.
2: Yeah, I was. I'm also torn. One because I don't want to be a hypocrite. Because I'm always, I, I don't always love silly. Because there is bad silly, and it was funny and it did make me laugh. And you know what? I guess now that I'm thinking about it, it was redeemed by the fact that he did smash. Yeah, that that's that giant what I'm saying. Well, like, it fit because
0: he he. He did funny, but then he backed it up and he did his basically Braun Strowman stuff. So he just basically destroyed the lies. So it it did back up. Like him being silly meant to, had a purpose to it.
2: I'm wondering if this would have been what Elroy versus the boys was about. <laughs> we may have to add, we may have to remember this for next week to see if that's what it was about. Because I know he was not happy the way Braun was portrayed in the Mixed match challenge. So my guess is that he may not be too happy about how. Braun was portrayed on raw this week and i can't blame him like i said i laughed and i i, I laughed but
1: but i cringed at the same time right away like i popped and then i was like, wait. Ugh. i was like they they really shouldn't be doing this and we've all said it and i feel like in one fashion or another everyone has said it like he's an attraction he doesn't quote unquote need a title but i remember in december we were all saying i know i said for a fact i was like he needs, similar to Samoa Joe, he needs a title sooner than later. Because even if it's a 24-hour reign, an eight-day reign, he needs that for that accolade where if he loses it, and in two years from now he doesn't win another title, but he's still murdering everyone. At least he still has that accolade as someone to talk about. it's not someone, He's always
2: going to be a former a, champion.
1: Yeah, instead of being mark henry you know world's strongest man i'll flip trucks i'll throw trucks i'll put everyone through every commentary table in the world but i don't win matches when they matter because that's what he is right now and he's borderline that big show like 99 2000 whatever year it was where he was a comic joke except at that time big show was a former one-time wwf champion what are you gonna say alo
0: He's not—he's not that jokey
1: yet. Again, I'm just saying there's something they got to do before he gets there. I, I, of course, I'm talking about this is as is happening.
2: Yeah, I—I I hope that they don't. Decide. This is the first
1: time they did it on Raw.
2: Aside, you know, they did the mixed match challenge, jokey stuff, but at rate right when it's happening. What I worry like, about is they saw the mixed match challenge and like, ooh, he can do funny. Let's have him do funny, and like that shouldn't be what he's doing. If he shows up the night after the chamber and he's in a diaper like the big show was <laughs> t- two decades ago, we're going to have a wait, problem. Well, you
0: got to admit, the memes were great. Yeah. With Braun the color, with parental mm-hmm. advisors. You yeah. got to love that.
2: <laughs> yeah, it was funny. Like I said, it was funny. I laughed. I enjoyed it. He smashed that giant bait <laughs> over, over his back anyway, but I, I do think, like, I'm a little worried that that they think this is what we're gonna do
0: now. He, he had a nice singing voice.
2: Yeah, he, surprisingly, <laughs> I was to shocked. where I, I thought it was like piped in.
0: <laughs> I did too. I was like, this this is great.
2: Yeah, uh, women's division. We got a Sasha versus Bailey match. I enjoyed the match. Bailey gets a clean win, which I assume she needed. Nia comes out True. and destroys both of them right after, and then says, "These are the two women that pushed Oscar to her limit the last two weeks." And I just destroyed them in a matter of seconds. I'm the one who's gonna be able to end Oscar's streak. Alo, did you like the match and did you like the angle that they gave us after the match?
0: Yeah, I like the match more for the more for the antics and watching Sasha be way more comfortable because you can yeah. tell that's way more comfortable than mm-hmm. she's been in a long time. Cause she actually got the role to play the heel. I love Corey Graves saying Sasha only acts for this match because it's in Billy Holtown. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so she's still in the spotlight.
0: And like I said, she... She carried the match in that heel way, and that's what we've been waiting for. She looked way more comfortable than she has been in a long time because she doesn't have to take the heat. She's actually giving out the heat, and like we always say, like she shines bright, shines the brightest that way. And with Nia attack, well, after the match stuff when she when Bailey held her up and they had to stare down, that gives us the cliffhanger because Nia did come down and attack both of them. So it was like, okay, well, what was Sasha going to do?
1: Yeah, The, the cliffhanger was great. Don't get me wrong. And I'm not trying to beat a dead horse, but it was one of those things where, when the matches announced on Twitter earlier in the day, and then you the match is coming up. Don't get me wrong, I enjoyed the match, but it was one of those things. I'm like, same old crap. Like I'm, I'm, I've seen the match. The match is always usually good.
2: We've seen it a lot.
1: Yeah. Like, don't get me it wrong. It, it wasn't. It, it was good. It was one of the segments I didn't fast forward through. But it was just again one of those things. And I'm not knocking saying they don't have great matches. I won't say it's their best match ever, but I sure did enjoy the matches with Asuka more the weeks in the past. But again, it was you know the first encounter for Sasha, which that match was amazing. Mm-hmm. And, and the match with Bailey was always re- it was really good. But just going
2: into it, I'm just. Exhausted, like yeah, oh, seen it. <laughs> Alexa still <laughs> trying to get on the good side of Mickey James. They had to tag against the girls from Absolution. Absolution gets the win.
1: I know you guys stated it last week, but I'm I loved her promo last week. I, I Alexa loved it. the week before, yeah, yeah it was I'm, great. Bar- the fact is, she buried Brock. <laughs> Kurt, first off, Kurt sexist. <laughs> and Alexa is a better champion than Brock. I don't care if she hasn't defended it since November. Don't care. It's
2: not her fault. She's not booking the show. Yep, exactly. She's not right. She's not a Hollywood writer. <laughs> so it's not her fault. I wish she would have said, Well, I defended her in house shows all the time. <laughs> yeah, she does. Alo, your thoughts on this whole thing. Are you enjoying it still? I love Alexa. She is
0: <laughs> still in the show. Like she was giving her, her whole she was giving her, her whole point that Mickey Minke's like,
1: okay, what do you want? <laughs> now she's like, Well, I just I just apologize. <laughs> <laughs> to, to fast forward to the result of the match, and maybe their hook, line, and sinker on me and poor me. And if we get again, because Aaron alluded to it earlier, you know the writing should at this time of year be on the wall. You know the big rumor for Mania is Ask, um, I'm sorry, Alexa and Nia for the women's Raw women's title. And if that's the case, is Alexa the babyface going into there because? It, with this whole thing of her helping Mickey, and if she actually is a friend, and it's not just for the elimination chamber, what's your thoughts on her actually being a babyface, or am I just biting in too hard? I, I don't know.
2: I honestly haven't really put a whole lot of thought into it. Is that what they're actually rumoring for? Well,
0: the rumor right now for a royal women's title is is Oscar versus not Oscar, um, Alexa versus
1: Nia. He did the Oscar just like I did. That's and the that's, that's, that's the rumor. <laughs> but my thing is like, how how
0: are you going to get there? Because, well, we kind of know where Ron- Rhonda's going right now because it's kind of, like, getting j- shifted to that direction. But how you going to get – what's that mean for Oscar? Is Asuka going to go to SmackDown?
2: I would much rather see Oscar versus Alexa.
0: Cause that's the thing now because, like – uh,
1: Not to cut you off, I just think the, the way it makes sense is Oscar's already beat Alexa. Why not Why not want a challenge? She's never had a match with Charlotte. That's why it makes sense. I, I initially, when they started talking about it, I was like, this is – it doesn't make sense – but they're gonna want that marquee match. They're gonna want a marquee match for Charlotte. Charlotte, I believe, is undefeated at Mania. No? She lost last year. She did lose last year. Did, she went in not as champion. And still no,
0: Bailey was champion last year.
1: Okay. So, I mean, the way I look at it, it's a it, yeah, I mean, wins wins, I guess, don't necessarily matter as much for her as it used to, but they're gonna want her in a big match. She's facing, she's defending her title against someone undefeated. That would make sense yeah. to to have that matchup. Because Asuka, in her head, as you should think, as a fighting woman that she is, uh, she's already faced Alexa. She's already beat her. She's never faced
2: Charlotte. Yeah, that's why it makes sense. To I her just feel like around. that story didn't really come to a conclusion. Like I feel like the conclusion should have been that she beat Alexa for the championship.
0: Yeah, because that that goes back to what I said in the beginning of the show. I, like we, raw, like like WrestleMania is up in the air. Like like I said, we were able to predict what's going to happen. Now it's a little bit jaded, but like well, Asuka if Ronda, go, Ron is coming to Raw. That that's been confirmed. So we know what she's headed, but if you're t- t- trying to do um, Oscar versus um, Alexa versus Nia, how, how are you gonna get there? How is like?
1: Well, I guess it, I guess this kind of answers where I'm gonna say maybe I'm not just biting in. If she's gonna be a baby face in here, if you can have four to five women gang Oh, never mind. Nia's not even in the chamber. If exactly. she if she retains. If she retains, I mean, Asuka or Nia can find a way to be in the match. Or let's say, again, because I'm p- pulling a, a card from Aaron, I think the dirt sheet here is that Asuka could win by, like, DQ or, like, by count out or something. And if Nia or, – or maybe she'll lose that mm-hmm. way, so it's not a real loss, and then Nia could be added to the match. Well, she's added is not really a triple threat because – Asuka never decided where she's going. So right. that match would be set. And yeah, so. It could
0: be like a double count out or something stupid like that to keep, to actually get her inserted in the match. But at the same time, if it's going to do Alexa versus Nia one-on-one, how you gonna how you gonna get there unless Oscar goes to SmackDown because SmackDown needs something because I'm tired of seeing the Riot Squad not, <laughs> I'm tired of them like let, let Ruby Riot be great by herself the other two I'm tired of seeing them it, it, it's over like that whole they, this whole trio thing isn't working anymore because it was just for the Women's Royal Rumble but that's not even being effective because we keep getting the recycled television like we've been talking about throughout this whole episode but. Oscar versus Charlotte. If you, if Oscar goes to SmackDown, that would be fun. I I really would. Yeah. I'm look, I would love to see that match because that's like Oscar's not like a Ronda Rousey name, but you can actually sell that because you're going to try to. Because what they're trying to do is they're trying to make Stephanie a bigger superstar <laughs> Ronda Rousey. But Sh- Oscar versus Charlotte. If Oscar does go to SmackDown, that would be fun, and that's one way you can actually get Nia versus Alexa one on one.
2: Yeah, I don't. I definitely don't think. Asuka should have a blemish on her record after this this next pay-per-view.
0: Yeah, I think... And, like, double count out.
2: Even that, I'd, I'd be pissed about. Yeah. I think she needs to keep having nothing but wins on her record. I don't want her to have anything but wins on her record going into WrestleMania.
1: And even if maybe it could be something where, like, she makes her tap, but... Nia's legs under the rope, and Nia could <laughs> Nia can argue it on Raw the next night. I don't know, but I yeah I because see. sometimes they do instant replay and sometimes they don't. So. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> and, and not just that. I mean, I see this as a way to keep pushing Alexa as or, or not keep, but I mean, this is a way to begin pushing her as a face.
2: Yeah, Ronda Rousey officially signing her contract at the Elimination Chamber pay per view. Do you guys do you worry that they're overshadowing the first ever women's elimination chamber match with this contract signing?
0: Not yet, because it depend. It depends on how they like present it the next night. That that that's what it's, that's what's going to be. And like, R- Ron does not involved with the other women, so that's another that's another plus. Because at the Rumble, she got involved involved with the the Royal Rumble winner, so that kind of overshadowed Oscar, but. It's not, it has nothing to do with the other women right now. It's probably, She'll probably sign the contract with Stephanie and Kurt, and you'll probably get her and Stephanie have a bit of a face-off, and who knows, the Triple H should actually be there at the elimination. At the or do you
2: think maybe they're doing that on purpose? What? Because that was one of the stories coming out of the Rumble was all the women saying, like, oh, yeah, we get it, she's here. Forget about the 30 women that were just in the first ever Rumble. Do you think that may be the story they're pushing, is these women saying we're getting overshadowed by this chick again?
0: Yeah, that, that that's one that's one way to see it. Because like I said, like as long as the match happens after Ronda does her stuff, signs her contract, I think they'll be fine. But I can't really judge it yet because it's about also all about how they portray it at, um, on the card, and well, the card positioning and the next night on Raw. If you if you talk about Ronda signing her contract and show her show her beat with step, face over Stephanie ten times after every commercial break, that and not show the elimination match, that's gonna overshadow.
2: Right. I hope it doesn't. Um... Ivory, latest Hall of Fame inductee. You guys excited about that one? I'll tell you what. I mean,
1: a lot of people always give WWE credit for making great video packages. She definitely deserves it. Or the video package is that <laughs> good? It was good. That makes you it deserve was great. It. it was good. I'll, I'll tell you one thing. I didn't know. I didn't know she. I read this somewhere recently, and I think like I remembered it for like four hours, and then it was gone. I never knew she was part of GLOW. I didn't know that either. (laughs) So I didn't know she was part of GLOW. Again, I'll repeat, she deserves it. But one thing that kind of like rubs me always the wrong way with these packages, the only time there's ever like, like when they put over like a feud with someone and like that's what made them it, that's what put them over, that's where they were at their peak, and that person's not in the Hall of Fame That always bothers me. The only time I feel like that's an exception is, let's say they're talking about someone's feud with Triple H. Of course, Triple H, it's not his time yet. Or someone's talking about their feud with Cena, but they're injured, that's why they're going in the Hall of Fame. Stuff like that, it makes sense. But when they're saying, Ivory, the peak of her career was her WrestleMania match against China. China's this huge name. She's not in the Hall of Fame. That... That right, I mean, that's my nitpick. Well, I'm glad
0: they acknowledged the right to center because that's Mm -hmm. when she
2: was at her finest. That was incredible. (laughs) Like, I I hope she comes out there dressed (laughs) that (laughs) night because that was awesome. Um, Yeah, very much deserved. Had a very long career. Did some memorable things. So, yeah, she deserves it. She deserves it more than the person who's headlining the Hall of Fame this year. So, there's that.
0: (laughs) The winner of the 100-time (laughs) award.
2: Exactly. Um, tag team division, the Revival got a win over Gallows and Anderson. Classic tag team wrestling, they take out Gallows and isolate Anderson. I thought Carl Anderson was put on a great performance yeah. in this match. Yeah. Maybe one of the best he's had. I think him riding along with Balor again, Balor smacked <laughs> him in the back and said, this might not be Japan, but work like it is. When he said a high on a kick in the corner. (laughs) I loved it. I thought that, yeah, it was a fun match. Glad that the Revival got the win. Glad that Carl Anderson got to shine a little bit. Uh, And the last note I have from Raw, and you guys can get into anything else you want after this, is there anyone having more fun than Titus Worldwide and Dana Brooke? No. That little segment they did, Cruz Can't Lose and whatever (laughs) the other thing was. I loved it, and what I would love them to move forward
1: he may Apollo may not have won the match, but they could go. Cruz can't lose. He didn't get pinned. Yeah. In a, in, or like I want him. Let's say he has a match with someone next week with, with Cesaro, with someone that he hasn't faced. Ooh, if they can somehow make that happen, they could say in the back, well, "Oh, you didn't win last week. Yeah, I didn't
2: lose. I didn't get pinned." like like that's how I think I would they're like going to spin plan. that cuz like, I think he even tweeted something might, or one of them tweeted something might make something. too
1: much sense to to play on TV.
2: I think one of them tweeted something on Monday night saying what a great performance he had on in the match. So I think that may be the route that they're going. Yeah, I love Titus <laughs> I, <laughs> It's really so good. It. it really is.
1: It's silly, but it's it's, it's getting over It's great. And mm. as, good, as good as it's been and I know and I love Dana Brooke in it, but like sometimes when I'm watching Which we'll get to. Uh, When I'm watching 205 live, I'm like, "When did Akira Tizawa leave?" (laughs) True. I was thinking (laughs) because I would love
2: to see the four of them together. He was a key member. Yeah, because he gave them them their
0: only accolade,
2: the international, the international uh, (laughs) addition to their roster. And the
0: best part was um, after Titus was done saying all that stuff, uh, Dana Dana was like, "According to my calculations, that means you're gonna win."
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think it's awesome. I think it's a lot of fun. Uh, anything well, else from Raw anybody wants to talk about?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I know we kind of touched on it, and I, I hate backtracking. It was I the one that loved Rollins' promo? He, no, that he, was good. He, he may have even had just one botch, but it was nowhere near angle territory. I mean, and it sucks because, like, Vince and Hunter, they want this feeling. to you, They want fans to get this feeling, and I may be speaking only for myself for like when reigns is building up a comeback. But I mean talk like that is to my memory Brian Punk and Punk territory for like a feel good for a comeback. Like he's talking about like how he's has been regulated to tag teaming with multiple different people he doesn't want that he used to be the man he's still talking as a babyface but he's reminiscing about when he was the heel and how he's trying to get back there and I'm getting pumped for it and I'm just like as the match is starting and as he comes out fourth and not last I'm like this sucks like I got excited for the match and I'm like he's not gonna win I loved it I got excited for it and I, I know we're over a week away from the the chamber, mm-hmm. but man, do I want to see him win, win so bad?
2: That'll be great. There, there's will be one, a swerve. There's one issue I had with the promo this year. I didn't, I didn't like him saying he wants to make it Monday Night Rollins. Well, that's a shirt already. Is it really? Is yeah. It? yeah. How, it how many people? <laughs> How many people? I saw can, before I came here. How many people can it's do that? Order. Like it, it doesn't mean anything if everybody just does that.
0: Because the revival has one, so Monday Night Revival.
1: So, so here, here's my issue with it, where where it's probably spot on. Like I thought that would have been good if when he was a heel, did he ever say that? Not that I remember. I don't recall. Like I, I was praying Aaron would remember because my, you know, I have a decent memory, but he. He doesn't forget a thing, and if he, I don't, if, if I don't he can't he, claim that that's
2: been said, I don't believe he ever said It that. was never said. But it was a good promo. It it wasn't quite the territory I felt when he came at Triple H those couple weeks before WrestleMania, whatever it was, when he came out with the Kingslayer shirt and everything. Like that one really gave me goosebumps. This didn't do that, but I did like it. So Well, the
1: thing I liked about it, in comparison, when you look at it last year when he was doing that those promos with Triple H, you knew that was coming. That was – you were like, okay, like they could have given this to us in October. They could have given this to us in November. They could have given it to us in December. But we knew they were dragging it out for it. You did not wake up Monday morning. You didn't go to work. You didn't clock out of work and say, man, Orn Raw, somehow Rollins is going to insert himself into the main event at the pay-per-view two weeks away. You weren't thinking – man, uh, we don't really know Jason Jordan's status, but Rollins is no chance at maybe being the one to face Brock Lesnar. You didn't think he was going to be like, Rollins is going to be at Mania, he's going to be in a non-title match. And then he came out, and definitely, I mean, it's got to be his best promo that was, at least maybe it's because I didn't expect it. I would say it's his best best promo since being a heel.
2: Uh, it's it's the best one he's definitely had since the lead-up to WrestleMania. And I'm glad he didn't say, yeah, baby, in there anywhere. Yeah, because
0: the reason I think it was good is because he actually had a purpose to be out there. Because, like, the time he's like, yeah, baby! That was just, like, for it had no purpose mm-hmm. to yeah. be there.
2: Yeah, it was just saying stuff. This it meant something. Um, yeah, anything else on Raw before we get to SmackDown?
0: I didn't watch two five Live yet, but it's on my watch list.
2: Yeah, I haven't watched it yet either.
0: Um, what's um Buddy Murphy is going to be on NXT next yeah, on two hundred five live next week. Yeah, <laughs> I think he has like the best nickname in wrestling. The best what's kept the secret.
2: Nickname? Oh, that's good because he actually is good. He's really good. Oh, I remember uh, him having great matches in NXT yeah, after we, they broke
1: up. Yeah, I, I'm not trying to be a hater, but all I could say is, as I saw that promo, I laughed and said, "Wow, Alexa is really getting over, it, and she is pulling some strength." <laughs> so she's the she's like Cena. And I mean, again, Aaron's spot on, right? If he's as good as they're saying, the name is great. The name's great, don't get me wrong. But when I think of him, I think of him as NXT champion. I think of my first NXT show, There With You and Laugh. And the champion, who's Blake? Who's Murphy? Who's Blake? Who's Murphy? Which one's which? Yeah, they were yeah. like that. That's what I remember him by. So again, I, I'm looking forward to it. Um, the thing I'm—I was doing my math, and I want to be wrong because next week I should, if the calculations are correct, <laughs> would be the last week of first round matches for the tournament, and we really don't get any surprises if that's the case. I don't think next week's the last week. The re- I thought. I watched the promo, Mister um, Maverick. Uh, I don't. I don't want to botch the first name. Mister Maverick says Drake, that it's going to be, a, it's going to be a sixteen man, which should be eight matches. Mm-hmm. This this That's week been eight yet? Well, this week was the. Um,
0: this week was probably like the four. It, 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 with, the, with the two matches on two of our live yeah. that was it. Would be four
1: matches so far. No, it was it started it was last the six. It, it, it wasn't. It, it, I think it was six, field. and it's
0: two week. Two more matches next week,
1: and then. But all those matches are announced already. I,
0: could have, I read Leo Rush
1: may actually be in it. And friend with, of the show. So it's um, nah. <laughs> it's Murphy. Who's he facing? Do you know? Uh, Davari. Stavari, and, and then, then Mustafa Ali and Jack Gallagher. Boom! There it is. So what I was hoping is because they said he said that, um, Gallagher. He to, he told him more in two He said you're gonna have a match. Be ready to compete because it's gonna be one, and that's where because I read the rumors of. I was like, wow. It was like Gallagher and Leo Rush like. It's, it's going to be an awesome match. And then I'm literally I, – I didn't see it on, um, on 205 because I started a little late and I'm fast-forwarding. And then I went on Twitter and I was like, let me see if I can find the promo. And when I found the promo, I was like, ah, man, they already got everything announced. Mm-hmm. I guess there's – I was thinking they may do a throwback, call someone back, but it doesn't look like that's going to happen.
2: No. Yeah, I I don't intend on starting to watch 205 live anytime soon. Well,
1: well I got to say real quick, I'll just say one thing. The – Second match this week, which would have been number six in the tournament, was Drew Gulak, which I know everyone has. If you didn't come around, you either liked him, gave up on him, and came back yeah. around, uh, versus everyone's boy, mm-hmm. Tony Niece, And I was vintage, front row, house of hardcore, rooting <laughs> him on. Like, this is his time, this is his time. And he lost to Gulak. And I'll tell you, watching this match, like, I was whatever I came around on Gulak because the Cruiserweight Classic, the first couple months, I wasn't on him until he got his gimmick that he has now. I was not a fan, and I put all my fandom of him to the side. I'm like, <laughs> nice, this is his time. Like, he actually has a chance, and even if he doesn't get to Mania, man, at least let him go get to the semifinals. And the match is good. The match is good, has a lot of great spots. But Gulak shines like a brand new toy at the end. Brand not, new Honda. Not, <laughs> like a brand new Honda, like a 2018 Accord. All with all the trumpets and nifty gadgets. You hear that prep?
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Spent that money to fix the car, could have been a down, But um he shines and Gulak also he he grabs the vacant cruiserweight title, celebrates it with the at the end. I was pissed and just like a shoot, man. Like a fan, I was pissed. And I was like, I'm watching it. And I'm like, man, I just want to go to sleep. Like, he's buried. Nice is never going to be nothing. And I saw, again, like a little gif of Gulak celebrating. I was like, I hope, not just because I do like Gulak, I hope he wins for multiple reasons. One, he looked great at the end of the match. And, and again, to, to reiterate, the match was good. Mm-hmm. The match was good. He celebrated with the belt, which... You know, he's um, the sixth person to win a match in the tournament, and he's the first person to grab the belt off the podium and celebrate with it. He looked good with the belt. That should mean something. And then, as much as, in my opinion, Niece is buried from this loss, if Gulak goes to be the one and win it, at least you could say, all right, well, at least you, you lost the guy who won the whole damn thing.
2: Yeah, that makes his loss not look as bad.
1: So I'm calling it early. When we're in New Orleans, if Gulak won, uh, as much as everyone can claim to be a fan of him, I'm I'm not going to be the first one to call it. He's going to win the whole thing. (laughs) Uh,
2: So SmackDown, no AJ. SmackDown sucked. No Nakamura. We were supposed to get Dolph Ziggler and Corbin, which I didn't see any need for. We were supposed to get an open challenge for a United States championship. Mm -hmm. Uh, KO and Sammy took out both guys. They end up in singles matches. And Corbin obviously wins. Ziggler obviously wins. We now have a fatal five-way at Fastlane. I think totally unnecessary.
0: <laughs> but a, a fatal five was fatal five was advertised months ago. But it had Nakamura, Randy, and Owens. I believe was still Owens. The same were in there too.
2: Yeah, Corbin has done nothing. Yeah, to deserve to be in the title picture. Ziggler won a championship and then left, and then they just put him in the. <laughs> The world championship picture. Well,
1: I don't even want to talk about them. I'm still a fan. I still want them to do some right. I gotta comment on what Aaron said because I mentioned it when just talking about two oh five live. I started them late um, with what my hours are on Tuesday. I started SmackDown at like nine thirty. So I get through that segment, it's over, Shane announces the two matches. And as I'm doing it, which I shouldn't be doing, I'm just bored while I'm Fast 20 commercials. I pull up Twitter, and I see the picture of Orton and Nakamura the five-way. And I'm like, are you kidding me? What am I about to watch for the next hour and a half? This is going to be terrible. So you're telling me Corbin, Ziggler, they lose? And then what? Shane's going to come out and say, screw Nakamura winning the Rumble. He's in this match. And Orton's going in, too, because his hair is longer now than it's ever been in his since he was a rookie. And I'm I'm sitting there pissed yeah, like that, that was this true. is gonna be terrible. And then it wasn't until like I, I'm not gonna lie, I pretty much fast forward, everything stopped for like two minutes. All right, the segment's over. Fast forward, watch two minutes of each segment, and then I watched the the Zane Zane Ziggler match. And then when that result goes, I'm like, wait, whatever I saw wasn't
0: real. Well, but, that that was uh, the uh, advertisement when the tickets went on sale yeah. in like December.
1: So then I finally, I go on Twitter later and I re-see, okay, well, it, it was a mix-up from, you know, there was advertised yes. five-way that it just got shaken up. But I, I, I wish I didn't see it because maybe I would have watched more of SmackDown.
0: <laughs> Ryan, by the way, your rant on SmackDown last week was excellent.
2: I don't even remember what I said.
0: When he was like, what the hell is wrong with
2: uh, SmackDown? <laughs> yeah, I, I do remember that now. Yeah, I, I still think the same thing. It's a lot of just foolishness happening on this show.
1: I'll hate to say it because I have completely changed. Like, where I would say four or five months ago, it didn't matter if it was throwback, if it was the weekly shows, the bi weekly pay per views. I like to think I saw the good in everything. I was an advocate where the the, uh, brand extension, the draft, the shakeup, SmackDown Live. Doing this stuff was great. It was good for business. SmackDown was thriving. This is the best thing that could happen for WWE. Right now, I'm convinced unless something seriously changes, and I don't see it happening before Mania, and th- the word is, I guess if the order is going to be after Mania, it's going to be Backlash. They're going to go to dual brand pay per views, and maybe the shakeup will be the night of Backlash to help uh you know viewership for mm-hmm. the night. Something's got to change to to save SmackDown. I've said it very petty for my last three episodes where like either the rumble is going to blow and I'm not going to watch WWE until mania or mania is better deliver. If not, I'm going to take a couple month hiatus from WWE. I'm not, but I will tell you this. I'm definitely borderline ready to not be watching SmackDown because it's been terrible. And you're telling me, I, I mean, you and I texted about it when I was going to SmackDown. You're like, wow, you got those really cheap seats. Like, you like I got lower like really good eighty dollar lower mm-hmm. level seats for forty five bucks. He's like, for forty five bucks, you're gonna get to watch AJ wrestle, and I'm like, I know. And like in mm. my head, it's like, well, I don't because I gotta leave with the kids. But you're telling me I'm gonna watch a two hour show, and I don't get to watch AJ. I mean, it's this is house that he built. You're telling me I don't get to see that. And it, prep mentioned that a few weeks ago. This is the anniversary slash the year for the anniversary slash the thousandth episode. Mm-hmm. They
2: got to do something to make this show good. ASAP. Well, it's not even close to good. Alo, any thoughts on this championship picture? Because I have nothing really to say other than I don't like anything that's happening.
0: I like the attack before um before the opening match. I did like that. Mm-hmm. But in the dissension, I was wondering how Owens and Sammy were gonna react. But I did I did like the way they reacted because Sammy was mad. Owens lost and Owens is like, Sammy, you gotta you
2: gotta win because they're they're gonna take
0: our championship away from us. Yeah. I did like that because I was trying to figure out how we want to build dissension between the two throughout yeah, the night. Yeah, KO was
2: there. like, you can't let you can't let me down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And he's like, I can't let you down. Yeah.
0: So like they're building, they're planting this more seeds for that breakup to happen. And we're, like I said, WrestleMania is a bit muddled right now for the, to look ahead, but you have to assume that's a WrestleMania match when Kevin Owens will turn on Sami Zayn. I
2: just have no desire to see a Fatal Five Way with these guys.
0: No, Fatal Five Way has been like. They've been too many in the last couple... Last I year, have so. a
2: problem every year with we get to WrestleMania, which is your showcase event, and you can't tell a good story because you're just throwing everybody in matches. You shouldn't be doing that now already. I, I don't know where story is going to come from. And then the two guys that are in the main event at WrestleMania or the championship match at WrestleMania aren't even on the show. So... <laughs>
1: I'm going to fantasy book, and I'm going to, I guess, try to make sense of it. Hopefully, we're getting a 19-person elimination chamber and a fatal 10-way at Fastlane so we can get one-on-one championship matches and main matches and marquee matches for Mania. Hopefully. Hopefully. Hopefully, they listen to the most valuable podcast, <laughs> complain about it for the past two years, and now they're going to make some sense of it. I don't know. I'm I'm crossing my fingers. This is the fantasy booking coming in. I will admit I was a thousand percent wrong because I touted for weeks before the Rumble, Ziggler's gonna win. I got into a car with a couple good brothers of ours. I was bone sober and I said Ziggler's gonna win the Rumble. We got to Xfinity. I didn't have anything to drink and I kept saying he's gonna win. We show up to the arena and the suite and I kept saying he's gonna win and he didn't. He came in last. I re I rewatched it with a few beers since I was be- dead sober when yeah. I watched it because since I was so sober, it seemed like he got, <laughs> he got he got eliminated quicker than he did. He did last longer than I recall, but I, I'm praying because as much as I say they should make the titles matter, boy, do I just wish he would hold one time the WWE Championship, and at least for this huge $1.5 million yearly contract he just signed... Give him the title for eight days. Give it to him for twenty-four hours or forty-eight hours. Because SmackDown, I think he should win the Fatal Five Way. It will upset a lot of fans, especially anyone that dislikes him, and it will make New Japan marks that watch WWE hmm. shaking in their boots. Like, oh, we don't get our match. We don't get our match. AJ get his rematch. He wins the belt back. A couple the week before Mania, he retains it, and we get the match because right now, and especially like at least with them. With SmackDown, you know that's the match. Give us a reason to want to watch, especially for that picture. Like sh- Shake it up where you're almost scared you're not going to get what you want. At least that's my thought process. That's my fantasy booking. I, I, I want to see Ziggler with the title. I think he deserves it. And I think there's more good that can come out of a short reign with him. And plus, due to AJ's age you know he's stated a few times when he first came to wwe he doesn't see himself wrestling for a whole long period so if he loses a title and it flip-flops and he wins it back and then he gets to go in with it again at mania uh, cool tout him as a three-time wwe champion it's not gonna hurt i mean they love flip-flopping the title yeah that's one of their favorite things to do and i think right now is the time where it makes sense more than others because there's more good that can come out of it you can finally say dolph ziggler's won the big one and then you can also say that AJ's had it another time because they love multi reigns.
2: Yeah, as many reigns as they can get somebody they like to to give.
1: And then the people that deserve to have that one reign that they never get, they love not giving it. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, let's just be happy Dolph Ziggler came back the old Dolph Ziggler mm-hmm. <laughs> and not with
1: this whole slow cadence thing. And I think. Well, he kind of had the slow cadence, and then it was like two and a half minutes later, he's a babyface.
0: Well, 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 I think it's downtime. He watched my Royal Rumble promo. Yeah. It, <laughs> it kind of. Sh- very similar to mine.
2: That's all I'm <laughs> it wasn't too far off. It wasn't. Uh, women's division, not a whole lot happened. Charlotte beat Sarah Logan. I thought you were him in the promo. Yeah, anything else happened with the women? I, six, I don't it's a so. six woman tag next week. Awesome. <laughs> Can't wait. Moving on. We don't want to talk about that anymore. Uh, that That's just a mess. I
1: honestly got nothing else to say
2: about that show. Yeah, United States Championship. We were supposed to get an open challenge. Randy Orton came down and answered the call. Jinder hindered the whole thing. And I mentioned this last week Mm -hmm. that I hope Randy Orton is not upset about being number nine on the list. And that became what the whole segment was about, was him getting roasted for being number nine. I actually liked Jinder's performance in this this segment. I thought he was great. His was good. He didn't own up to
1: why that was um, bothering him. What I don't like... And I guess it was justified. Somebody call me a hypocrite. I don't like Bobby Roode coming out saying, I hope it's Randy Orton because I got attacked from the back. Jinder comes out, knocks Orton. I respect Randy Orton. Randy Orton's a guy. I want to be like his career is this and that. Don't attack me from the back. Randy Orton's awesome. He's someone to be like. Like, are you mad at him? Do you want to have a match against him, or do you want to like you know pump his head up? Do you want to start a tag team with him? Like what, <laughs> I, I didn't understand what, what the point of that was. Um, and then also they put him over. They put over that he's going to do an open challenge, which has failed since Cena. He he makes a call back to Cena, which was great. And then you're actually I know me, or in the comfort of my couch, is like wow, we're actually going to get a U.S. Open challenge that's going to matter. It's going to be. As good as Cena's
2: Or it'll be closer to it And then We don't get enough. It was not that I, I read Ginders As being a weasel Like saying Oh nobody likes you It's not me But it's everybody else That's kind of the way I read Ginder. Um, yeah um, And I liked that he was Standing tall at the end of yeah, it Yeah
0: and I like when Bobby Roode said You weren't even right She's like I don't need to be right <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but I, I was
2: like Ron's
0: fear Came to reality mm-hmm, That this list it's is about a
2: list there's only one list yes. that matters, and that is the list of Jericho, <laughs> not this top ten list. Uh, but I, I did think Jinder's performance was very good, one of the best ones he's had in a while. We got an RKO on whichever Sing brother was out there. And who else took a – Rude took an RKO, and then Jinder stood tall at the end. Tag team division, we got an Uso penitentiary promo. Full, with full graphics. <laughs> um, Bludgeon Brothers smashed the TV that it was on. Okay. I'm, I'm glad they finally used Milner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We got Big E having, trying to break the pancake eating record in <laughs> honor of Fat Tuesday. I love how Gray's like, he didn't even get one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was like really critiquing what uh, how, how well Big E was doing in the pancake eating contest. American Alpha 2 comes out. Desecrates the pancakes and I mentioned this when Rusev did it. I love how possessive Big E is <laughs> of the pancakes and how upset he was about the pancakes being disrespected. New Day gets a win with some trickery. Chad Gable's German suplex oh. on Big E was incredible. Oh I thought that was so an great. awesome spot. And I I really think I love that these guys, even though everything they do doesn't hit, the New Day, those guys have gotten to a point where they pretty much can just go out there and do whatever they want. Yeah. They just say, hey, we want to do this. And it's like, all right, go ahead. Mm -hmm. Who would have thought three, four years ago that any of these three guys would get that type of freedom on either of these two shows? Because I definitely didn't. They were all just afterthoughts. 3 or four years 3 ago.
1: years ago this time we would have never
2: thought those guys would still be together. Right. Mm-hmm. You are absolutely right. So I love that they kind of get the, Especially that while freedom. you and
1: I were starting a racist asshole chant.
2: Yeah, we were I I did try really hard to start that.
1: Well, I mean, you and
2: I did it. I don't know yeah. if anyone else joined those. No, we got it going. You you were the only one that was in on it with me. Oh, that okay. I'm, I, I thought I'm you thought you were the only one in. I was no, like, "Oh no, my no. god, you weren't doing it with me?" No, we were the only two that were doing it. Um
1: it, that was one more person that was ch- than what we had chanted for uh we're from Delco right. that was solo dolo. <laughs> that can make us feel anything well, better. no, I, I confess I joined in on that one that's when I stepped
2: above, uh, uh, over the seats in front of us to get away. <laughs> you didn't want to be seen with me at that point. I, I at
1: the time I knew nothing about Delco our friendship was, because, was
2: <laughs> Our friendship that hadn't even started yet was really on the line at that point. Sheesh. uh the new day last well, on Tuesday night wore, like, a Kente print. Uh, Dope gear. That's about all gear. I saw from the segment. In honor of Black History Month. <laughs> the Big E said in honor of, uh, like, Black Panther season, which, which I thought was funny he said that. But apparently they're getting some heat for wearing that. People saying they're being divisive. And I mentioned something a couple weeks ago about, like, the insecurity of a certain group of wrestling fans. If you're upset... That somebody wore something that has to do with their heritage. Like, grow up. Because if you're Irish, are you divisive because you hang an Irish flag outside of your house? Or because you wear green on St. Patrick's Day? Or you wear green when Conor McGregor's fighting? Or if you're Italian, I know this because I am Italian. Most Italians never shut up about being Italian. Or, you know, if you're German or French, etc., you're proud of your heritage. Nobody says that's divisive. Why is it that why is it okay for white people to be proud of their heritage, but it's not okay for brown people to be proud of their heritage? I just have grow up, stop being so insecure. Let they're, they're, they didn't say we hate white people. That's why we're wearing this. They wore it for a reason. It is Black History Month. They happen to all be black, and that's why they did it. It was not to run down any other race or culture. It was to celebrate their own. So if you have a problem with that. Once again, I'm not hard to find <laughs> at Ron Patrick on Twitter. I'm glad you went there because I was
1: gonna say if you live your life that way, you would hate me. And if you f- feel that way, go play in traffic and die. <laughs> drink, traffic. Drink, drink bleach when you brush your teeth.
2: <laughs> Screw off. Yeah, uh, to me uh, that's just really aggravating. To me that that you're that insecure or that I don't know. I, there's nothing. You might have thought that was Irani versus the world segment, but I promise you that it wasn't. We, that gear was dope. It was. I it, was it was. I thought it looked great. Um, I'll be big, biased. I thought Big E rocked it the best, but whatever. <laughs> he did. Does anybody have anything else to say about SmackDown? No. Worst two hours of my day. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Are you ready for Ronnie vs. the World?
0: Anybody got some popcorn?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I wish. So, Ronnie vs. the World this week, I saw the report that... <laughs> William Goldberg is slated to win the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. And I get why they're doing that. I get the reasoning behind it because they're saying, we want somebody that's going to get some notoriety because of the, the HBO documentary that's coming out about Andre the Giant. And I get that's why he's going into the Hall of Fame. I disagree because, to me, he's not a WWE guy. To me, he is not worthy of the Hall of Fame. To me, he is not worthy of being hoisted as this guy who's going to garner a lot of attention. Um, But I understand the premise that we want a big name to win it this year. I don't think he's that big of a name. I don't think their ratings were all that much different last year when he showed up on the show. They might have went up a little bit, but I don't think people were tuning in every week he came in. I think if anything... The first couple of times he came back, it was a big deal. Maybe it was a little bit of a big deal when he showed up the next night after winning the title. I don't think he's that big of a name. So my first thought when I hear this, that we want to put him as the winner of the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal is, wrestling fans in 1998 are probably going really crazy right now. 20 years ago, people are going nuts over this. But it's not 20 years ago anymore. They keep making people from 15 years ago, 20 years ago, 25 years ago, look like bigger stars, look more important than the guys that are there right now. And I've said this before on the show, eventually, the guys you keep bringing back are going to be too old to come back, or they're going to be dead. And the guys you have now, you've never built them up to a point where you can use them in the same manner. So... Why is anyone who said... Maybe somebody does tune in to watch Goldberg. Like Brandi Rhodes. Yeah, but when Goldberg's not there, when Goldberg isn't there, are you giving them any reason to come back when Goldberg's not there? Like, that's the whole point of getting people to tune in is to show them that they should be watching the show regularly. They will not do that because you put Goldberg in this position. The other thing is, can you imagine the NBA marketing their product around Charles Barkley and Shaquille O'Neal right now? No, you can't. Because it would not get people to watch the games now, because they're not there. If you threw Charles Barkley into an NBA in, NBA game right now, would people watch his debut? Absolutely they would. But would people that. continue to watch Charles if, Barkley? If you, sign, yeah. if
1: you sign Shaquille O'Neal for a three-throw contest, someone's going to watch.
2: Yeah, initially. But it's not going to Sell your product, what the NBA does. Or could you imagine the NFL marketing their current product around Joe Montana or Brett Favre? No, because their day has come and gone. Like, one of the reasons why Major League Baseball is dying is because they don't know how to market their current players. Mike Trout is the best player in Major League Baseball. He has been for three or four years. They showed him during the Super Bowl. And everybody I was watching with, nobody knew that was Mike Trout. I did because I know he's from here and I've seen his face before. I know he's an Eagles fan. He's friends with Carson Wentz. You have to find a way to make people care about the guys that you have right now. Because the NBA, they're thriving because they have a guy like LeBron James. They have a guy like Joel Embiid, they have Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, guys that everyone knows who they are, everyone knows who their everyone knows their face. They should be pushing the top guys right now. If you're gonna bring guys back to get attention on the product, fine, I get it, it's part of it. But do something with the current guys to make people invest in them, and they just don't do it. So and this is this is the other reason why this bothers me. If We're now, we haven't done a show since the Eagles Super Bowl parade. You see every year when a team wins a championship, they're at their parade holding up a custom WWE championship with their logo side plates because WWE sends everyone one every year. And you see all these players holding it up, putting it over their shoulders, maybe wearing it around their waist. People like that. Like wrestling has something. There's something about wrestling that people gravitate to, even if you don't watch it. Lane Johnson's speech at the Super Bowl parade, that was a wrestling promo. <laughs> There's something about wrestling that people gravitate to, it, even if they're Jason not necessarily... Kelsey. What Jason did I Kelsey said? Lane Johnson. Lane Johnson, sorry. Because I, I, I always associate it with Lane Johnson can't lay off the juice, and that's my <laughs> favorite part of the speech. But yes, yeah, Jason Kelsey, wrestling promo. Wrestling has something that attracts people... I almost think it's like, in wrestling, it's like you can do all the things you want to do with no consequences. Like Stone Cold Steve Austin being able to take out his boss every week. We all wish we could do that, but we can't. But on Monday Night Raw every week, he could do that without suffering the consequences of it. It's like you can be what you fantasize yourself being if you weren't going to get in trouble for doing these things. And what WWE is doing is almost they're taking that something away like eventually that won't be something anymore because it won't have that same entertainment value it won't have that same level of escapism or like the same like fantasy level of like i wish i could do that i think they're going to lose it because all that product is now especially in wwe is just a bunch of segments thrown in around advertising space it's not a special thing anymore that's ronnie versus the world <laughs> Any thoughts? Any comments? Any any questions?
1: No. I just hope I'm sitting next to you and Goldberg throws that <laughs> last person over the top rope.
2: Yeah, I uh, I don't know. I just I don't like it. I I can wrap my mind around why they do it. I think they overrate what he is, but I I just think you can't keep overshadowing the guys you have now with guys from the past, because eventually you have you will have. People talk about all these things that kill the business, whether it's no selling a move or whatever. That's what's going to kill the business, is you're not going to have anybody with any star power. I'm looking, I'm looking way too much to the future, but
1: this will be the fifth Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Yep. Um, Cesaro, great. He's in a phenomenal, prominent position right now. But then and now, and everywhere in between, he should have been a star singles competitor. He won the first one. They did nothing with him. Big Show should have won multiple rumbles. He didn't. So they said, let's give him a battle royal. That matters. Boom. They do nothing with him. Baron Corbin wins it. How do we push him? It's his first time in WWE. Let's make him win nothing. Let's give him a Money in the Bank briefcase a year later and he won't lose it immediately to, exactly <laughs> so nothing with him uh mojo rally wins it he gets the star power of gronk he that's it he gets his partner back he turns on his partner and again that's it he cuts a couple good promos from his garage at home and maybe maybe i'm going full circle and i'm trying to be optimistic cool they want the star power they want this match to matter because they can say well goldberg came back and as much as you hate him There are people, and especially if people were, let's say people in the South were diehard WCW fans, and if they watch WWE now religiously, they could be watching this like, our guy's back, our guy won, this match matters, and then next year, please, let someone win it and then do something right with them.
2: Yeah, again, I don't begrudge people who like William Goldberg for liking him. Like That's totally your call. And I would never try to... Shame someone for liking him. I would never be at a show no, yeah, and try I, I, to I know that. and try to ruin his match or his segment I, for somebody who does like it. I think I
1: think my thing on it going full circle is where you can say for four years someone has won it and they did nothing immediately after they won it. They didn't do nothing the next six to twelve months after they won it. If Goldberg wins it this year, and again, it's a big if. I mean, it's a rumor. It might not happen. It might happen. But if so, at least you can say Goldberg won it. That guy went into the Hall of Fame the night prior.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's what's going to happen. I don't think it's going to change anything about the
1: And as we've seen about it, that match. And though. as we've seen in Mania's in the past, people go into the Hall of Fame and 24 hours later they get a Mania rub.
2: Mhm.
1: Yeah, I think they will, Alo?
0: Nothing.
1: Nothing.
0: <laughs> the Andre Giant World Ball Roll isn't anything cuz like even when Mojo won it last year, it's like okay, because like well Corbin, you could say they did a little bit with him. They did more than they do with most. They acknowledge it for almost the full mm-hmm. year. Mojo, you forget he won the Royal, Mo- the um,
2: the Battle Royal. He was year. off TV like yeah. weeks after he won that thing. Yeah, not
0: now. Nah, he has nothing to show for it. They Don't even acknowledge it. I'm sure they'll acknowledge it in the next in upcoming weeks to build it up. But nothing came of it from it.
2: Yeah, and I also want to be clear. I don't think this is a case of they're putting some part-timer in a prominent position because if they've proven this is not really a prominent position it's literally we're going to have a name win this thing so we could say this name won this thing it's not going to lead to anything for him it's it's not really a prominent position it's just i you think get a what publicity it is on it. i think it, it, and my this, issue is more with like the other stuff you keep
1: why not make the match matter Two, well, my two things is, one, they're advertising more that the reason they're going to do or not advertise The in the sheets is saying he's going to win, so they're going to discuss about the name. It's the name. It's the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, and this way the HBO special or an Andre the Giant gets publicity. But I think the double positive is you get a name or, or you get, make the match matter. You're going to talk about the winner of it, and then next year – Do the do the make the match matter, do it right, treat it right. But listen, I mean, we're going from Bill Goldberg and a topic I wanted to get on, and you know, I could be brief. I brought up this guy earlier and as someone that makes you happy. Mm -hmm. I mean, I sent you the link. (laughs) How happy were you to see that Mr. James Ellsworth is challenging for the NWA worlds? I know you love that (laughs) World's Worlds heavyweight championship. Very happy.
2: I love that. I'm happy for him. I think it's well deserved. I think it's smart by them. It, it was so smart in so many different ways. Yeah, I think it's awesome. I, there's nothing about it that's not good. so
1: I'll, I'll say this and you know, in our circle and I know to you more than anyone, I've talked a, about what Billy Corrigan's been doing with mm-hmm. reviving the NWA and I think I've sent in our immediate like group text of you know you, Aaron, me and prep um, a couple links about it. And it's funny because I saw Prep tweeting someone else about, like, yeah, I read about this or I heard about this the other day from someone. It wasn't us. And he's like, it was about James Ellsworth. (laughs) Now, it's funny because, like, I've heard little to nothing, unless it's like House of Hardcore Day or Night, about Prep mentioning anything with the NWA. But literally, James Ellsworth, the man with two hands and a fighting (laughs) chance, is getting buzz for the NWA, is great. And I'm not just saying that, but also... The whole smart booking of – I read – before I saw his picture, like I'm reading the caption and it's saying that like Nick Aldis wants to face someone who is a former world champion or has beaten a former world's heavyweight champion. (laughs) And I'm sitting there and I'm like, oh, okay. so in between when TNA lost the NWA heavyweight championship – and Billy Corgan buying it there's was like 12 or more different people that held the title he's going to face someone i never heard of but they're a former champion so it'll make sense and i'm like waiting for like some you know caucasian long hair grizzly beard guy to like pop up on the screen and freaking james ellsworth and the smart thing is they're not saying james ellsworth beat a guy that was holding the wwe championship which is what happened but AJ Styles is a former mm-hmm. NWA World's Heavyweight Champion and is something they can play back to and is something, someone, whether you are the smartest wrestling fan in the world and you know about the nwa title from 1902 when it existed or and you know it from flair to race steamboat dusty to everyone in between to the tna days and especially if you and even if you just started following it in the tna days you know aj held that belt so that's cool it's something to grab interest and a lot of people if aj or Ellsworth stole your heart (laughs) his
2: 12 months with wwe i mean this is gold yeah, I think it's awesome. I love that. I love that he's getting that opportunity. I think, it, like I said, it's smart for them. It's awesome for him, and it's something that I definitely will make sure that I see. And I'm sure I'm not the only one that feels that way. Uh, any listener questions? I'm glad you brought that up, by the way, because I <laughs> forgot about it.
1: So I'm here. <laughs> the world's heavyweight
0: championship. <laughs> that will never get old. No. All right, we got a question from the Godfather of the podcast, Joe Lafferty.
1: Too bad when the titles is defended next month in Philly you won't be with us. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> I know there's always a chance. But what are the chances that Vince changes his mind and gives the Mania match to someone other than Reigns. And I'm already figuring next Mania main event is Champ Miz taking on Rumble winner Strowman. Champ Miz. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I believe Lashley is coming back this year night after Mania so Lesnar may win at Mania and lose to Lashley. I am all over the place with this Shaman match. Cena, Miz, Balor, and Elias won't win. So I believe that Reigns and Roman... Reigns, <laughs> Roman, or Strowman will win.
2: <laughs> well... I wonder if he means Rollins. I don't know. I think,
1: no, uh, I, I think what he's saying is there's a 66% chance that Roman <laughs> Roman Reigns man. is going to win, and there's a 33% chance that Strowman will win. Sky. I... Hey, listen, he gives everyone a lot of shit if they don't proofread their text. So I'm I'm sure
2: he proofread it. He, he, he knew what he did there. It's, do you think it means somebody texted too fast? No.
1: Laugh, laugh would never do that.
2: Never. that He would be human if he did that. I, I say there's a 0% chance anyone but Roman wins that match. Roman. Do you think there's any chance of anybody else? Hell yeah. Make me happy. Rollins? I would...
1: I don't care who – I don't care who wins if they're – you know what? I'm not saying I don't like them. I don't want Elias winning and him going over. And actually, never mind. I don't want him or Miz winning and going over at Mania. I want the winner of this match to go over against Brock. I don't hate Roman. I just don't like the predictability. Surprise me. I've been preaching it for a while now. But I do think Roman's going to win. Um, they really haven't been talking about him as much for this whole thing. And I'm sure they'll talk about him this week coming up,
2: and that's where, like, right now, like you're almost forgetting he's in the match. Yeah, you are. Uh, any other question? Oh, you had a. Oh, you said Roman already. Right. Mm-hmm. Any other questions?
1: We got one from the big cat, Sean Walker,
2: aka the mechanic, aka go. the mechanic.
1: <laughs> and speaking of uh, components from this match. Uh, he says, do we see The Miz in any title other than the IC? I know maybe not a main title, but something aside from the white-strapped Intercontinental Championship.
2: I think before the end of 2018, we will see The Miz with a world title. I can't, I'm not going to guarantee which one because I don't know which show he's going to be on after Mania, but I say he has a world title sometime in 2018.
0: The Miz will be Universal or, world Champ- or WWE Champion by the end of the year.
1: I'm going to just cover the full table. Um, I don't see him getting shook up and ending up SmackDown and becoming U.S. champion. Um, Dow's not there, so it doesn't really make sense for him to win a tag title unless like Bo or Curtis was hurt and he's floundering and does something with a tag title. I don't see that happening. Uh, you guys predicted it all 2017. He did not win the title. I don't see it happening in 2018.
0: title wasn't on TV for eight months. <laughs> Which title? Universal. Brock had it It wasn't on TV every week
1: but you guys still called it yeah we we did title
0: title on on TV every week gives more opportunity to everybody Miz will be Universal Champion or WWE Champion this year
1: we'll talk about it come January (laughs) Miz, Miz is not winning a main title this year
2: Okay, I mean, that's fair. Like you said, we have... And did you
1: expect me to say any other result than that he won it? No. That's what well,
0: I... I would think at
1: some point in I life... Thought,
2: I thought you might have tried to surprise me, though. Yeah,
0: I, I, think, I did think at some point in life you put your bias
1: to the side <laughs> and just speak some truths.
2: Gosh, I'm just like you. I keep my bias. Oh, I, I'm not biased. I oh speak my the gosh. truth. Right. That was it for questions? But just like 17, you'll be wrong. <laughs> that <laughs> well, was it. We, got, we have 10 months to find out if we're wrong. So we'll be back here in 10 months to see who is right and who is wrong about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, LeBron James, All-Star Weekend is rapidly approaching. I would like to once again formally invite you. I'll come to you. You can come to me. We can Skype. could be on the phone. It's FaceTime. It doesn't matter. We want to record a show with you. The throne will be waiting. Uh I know Alo has some words for for LeBron, but it looks like. But before
1: has... before Alo does, I'll just keep it short and sweet. LeBron, you just shook up your whole team, your whole city. I mean, why don't you come to Mad Madness, shake up our whole cast, and just in, intrude on an episode? You could, you know, we'll skip a weekly episode. You come in, take any chair you want, record an episode of unsanctioned. You won't regret it.
2: Well, you bring that up. I actually, I wasn't going to talk about this publicly, but. I was in talks with Cleveland all day on Thursday, right up until the three o'clock deadline. <laughs> I had numerous deals on the table to get LeBron on the Matt Madness Network. As we all we can see clearly tonight, we couldn't we couldn't come to an agreement on anything. So I will have my checkbook open in free agency over the summer. Uh, but Alo, I know you have some words for uh, for the king.
0: LeBron, you did it. <laughs> that's all. I, that's all I gotta say. Um, you worked. You and Col- Kobe, Altman, and you guys, and Dan Gilbert. That man, whatever he is, but you guys worked your magic. You, you really did. Because at the trade though, I'm a Laker fan. I, I was sad to see Clarkson and. In- and Nance go, but I was shocked because, and you acquired Rodney Hood and George Hill. George is probably the most underrated player in the NBA in the last 10 years, in my opinion. He just quietly shoots 45% from three-point range. Rodney Hood got kind of buried behind the bench on, behind Donovan Mitchell, but you did it. I watched the game on Sunday. The, the floor is spaced beautifully, so you back, and you, you're back to being a primary ball handler. You have the, the space on the floor. You have, you're younger, you're quicker, you're gu- the guys want to be there, and they want to play, and you smiled for the first time in a long time after <laughs> Jordan Clarkson hit that three-pointer transition. <laughs> the first time I saw you smile in a long time, LeBron, so... Right now, you're the favorites coming out the East on paper. We still gotta play the games, but with those acquisitions, you're back to being the favorite in the East, in my opinion, just because of those guys. Those guys, a lot of those guys are plug and play guys, and the only person that needs the ball is Jordan Clarkson. But he, but he can create his own shot. J.R. Smith doesn't have to worry about that monkey on his back anymore with Dwayne Wade there. So you guys, you, you did it. I, you you guys did it, and you beat OKC last night. Well, Monday, Tuesday night, you beat OKC. So you guys want to go on a roll, roll. Enjoy the All-Star break. And also, once again, if you want to embrace the madness, you can do so at whatamoduvu.net. <laughs> and head over to kyleandubble.com. He's a promo called Matt Madden for 10 off if you want.
1: Well, Aaron also mentioned that, you know, he lost a smile and is finally back. You want to guarantee you don't lose it again. You know where to come. <laughs> yeah, I was,
2: gonna, I was just about to say, those smiles will, t- will turn into laughter when you sit down with the Matt Madness, <laughs> madness podcast so that
1: laughter will lead into tears and it will not be tears of sorrow no. like you had with your team for the multiple <laughs> months in the past it'll be tears of joy
2: it'll be tears almost like the ones he shed when they came back from a 3-1 deficit against the golden state warriors in 2016
1: and uh, it'll be smiles on his face like when he had a flip phone and he was taking pictures of stone cold steve
2: Austin. <laughs> uh, anything else before we close this out everybody good Alright, so listen great. <laughs> Listen to Falls Count Anywhere with Russ and Matt. Perfect Edge with Donovan. Go back and listen to Earl Throwback and Unsanctions. Subscribe on iTunes, five star ratings and reviews. Check out Elroy Prepson on YouTube. For Eck2Fly, Eric Trembicki. For Mr. Wednesday Night Live, we call him Alo. The ladies call him Balo, Aaron Lloyd. Get out of here on the Love Doctor. <laughs> I am Ron Pashery, and we will see you. Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> we will see you next <laughs> week. Hop on the top rope by the lamb's elbow. Got him now, put him down right now, hit him with the palm handle. Tuning up the band, y'all don't understand. This is Superman, it's a summer slam, here we go again. Fans, mocking man, man, I hate my balls. Shut the mystery man, and they shake the lamb off the cell. Fans love it, ain't hard to tell. Talking madness, awesome, well, what I'm cooking, man, y'all off the smell.